how are you guys doing so um welcome to another podcast episode so on this episode we're talking about the will of god but before you i we get into that i just want you to if you haven't already to download the um peculiar assembly app which is available on google and apple stores it's completely free you can see more of these um podcast episodes there not only that we have blogs there Jesus generation blogs that are there we have calendar of victory which has scriptures for each day and also declarations of faith prayers of faith that you can pray into your life all these things are there sermon notes are there and also videos and also a link to our fellowship beyond borders which is every sunday from 3 to 4 30 p.m eastern so download the app and may it bless you in jesus name so let's get into the episode but How are you guys doing? So I hope you guys are well. Um, I know this is like a very important week. Um, so I just pray that the words that the Lord gives me to speak, that it blesses you. So anyway, in case you're new to this, my name is Tanuro Osa. Um, I'm, the youth past- I'm the youth pastor at Peculiar Assembly of Saints International Church. And uh, I just want to share some things on my heart that I believe the Lord has put in my heart. And I pray that this blesses you and that you have an open heart to receive it. So as I was just um, reading and meditating today, I just, you know, this thought came to my mind about the will of God. And a lot of times when we hear about the will of God, you know, it can be this daunting thing that we don't really know. Or sometimes we think that when we're doing the will of God, that it, it, it keeps us from getting into situations. But then I was reminded by the story of Joseph. And just bear with me one minute. I'm literally turning my actual Bible to it. Um, The story of Joseph and how when his father sent him to go and meet his sons. And um, it says here in Genesis chapter 37. And uh, where is it? says, I'm reading from verse 12. It says, Then his brothers went to feed their flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. Then he said to him, Please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks and bring back word to me. So he sent him out to the valley of Hebron and he went to Shechem. So I'm going to stop right there. Joseph's, Joseph's father sent him to go and see if it is well with his brothers. Now, if you know the story of Joseph, you know that his brothers didn't like him very much. His brothers thought that he was a tattletale. His brothers didn't like the fact that he had all these dreams that of, of rulership and and of leadership. He didn't brothers didn't like him very much. So but even still, his father sent him to his brothers. And Joseph's response was not, my brothers don't like me, my brothers hate me. Joseph's response was that was said to him, here I am. So when we surrender to the will of God, we lay aside our own will. When we surrender to the will of God, we will go even to the places where we're not being celebrated. We will go to the places because it's not about where you are celebrated. It's about where God has called you to go. That's where it is. It's about where he has called you to go. It's no longer about your will. 
but his being done. It's no longer about, well, this is what's my preference. It's about his will being done. So that's just one of the things that I just wanted to share. But I also wanted to go to the New Testament and see what Jesus said. Um, in John chapter 11, and it talks about the story of the, the, the death of Lazarus. And after the news, Jesus had heard the news that Lazarus was sick and he stayed and he stayed a couple of more days. When he was now ready to go, he said to them in verse 6, John eleven six. So when he heard that he was sick, speaking of Lazarus, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after, th then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews have sought to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light of because the light is not in him. So that's very interesting that his disciples were concerned about him going back to the place where the Jews had sought to stone him. But Jesus's response was, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. So what's he saying? If anyone walks in the day, he does not trip, he does not stumble because he's, he can see the light of the world. Jesus said in a previous scripture that I am the light of the world. When we keep our eyes focused on him, when we keep our eyes fixed on him, we will be able to go to the very place that people don't like us, that people hate us. Why? Because we're keeping our eyes fixed on him. But when we focus on the offense, when we focus on what people have said to us, when we focus on what people have done to us, then we now walk in darkness. Because now we're not walking according to our feelings and no longer according to his word. Remember, it says in his word, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. When we walk according to the word of God, we're looking at the light of this world, who is Jesus. When we walk according to our feelings, we're now in darkness. And we now go by how things feel. Well, they don't like me there, so therefore I'm not going to go there. Well, they like me here, so therefore I'm going to go there. So what's it based? Your feelings are now dictating where you should go and where you shouldn't go. But Jesus was not like that. He says, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. Why? Because he sees, that's the key word there, sees the light of the world. This person is keeping their eyes fixed on the light of the world, which is Jesus. They're keeping their eyes fixed on him. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. If one walks in the night, in darkness, he stumbles. Why? Because the light, the word of God is not in him. So the question I want to ask you today is, is the word of God in you? Is the word of God in your heart? Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Sometimes the sin that we're committed against God is by is is not going to places that he's called us to go to because we're offended. Or it's by going to places that he hasn't called us to go to because we think we'll be celebrated there. Do you understand that if you follow Jesus, you will be hated by the world? If you follow him, you will be hated by the world. Because the world is in darkness and he is in light. The world is in darkness and he is the light. So I just want to encourage you today to 
lay down your own will for the will of God. Lay down your own your own sense of 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 pride for the will of God, because the safest place that you can be is 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 in His will. No matter what's going on around you, the safest place you can be is in the will of God. The most dangerous place you can be is outside the will of God. No matter how safe it looks, you know. So it's remember he says. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, walks in the light, walks in him, walks according to the word of God, walks by the spirit of God, he does not stumble because he's, he's led by the light of this world, which is Jesus, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. He stumbles because the light is not in him. You know, I, I, I was there was the thought that came to me, I think it was yesterday, and the scripture talks about anyone that desires to live godly in Christ Jesus suffers persecution. Anyone who desires to live godly suffers persecution. Notice the scripture says godly. It does not say anyone who desires to live a good life. You see, the devil tempts the world, unbelievers, those that don't believe in God. He tempts them with overt sin, things like orgies or things like or the occult, things that are just overt and blatant sin that everyone can tell that, yeah, this is, this is crazy. But to the believer, he tempts the believer with, Let's see if you can accept a life that is below the standard of God. Eve was attracted to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the scripture says that when she saw that the tree was good for food, she didn't see that the tree was evil. She saw that the tree was good. And the scripture says, if anyone desires to live in, if anyone desires to, to, to live a godly life, if anyone desires to live a godly life will suffer persecution. Anyone who desires to live a godly life will suffer persecution. But the enemy tries to tempt us with things that are good. So that we live a good life, but not a godly life. There's a difference between a good life and a godly life. A good life is a comfortable life where it's just about you, where you're comfortable, your family's comfortable, and that's all that matters. A godly life takes you outside of your comfort zone. A godly life begins to bring change to people's lives. A godly life causes you to walk in purity and in holiness and in power and in the love of God. That's what a godly life causes you to do. And yes, persecution may come. And yes, they will try and throw you in the furnace like they did to the Hebrew boys in, in, in the days of Nebuchadnezzar. But even in the furnace, Jesus Christ will be there with you because you're living a godly life. And that's where change and that's where transformation happens. But the enemy tries to tempt the believer with a good life. Remember, there is nothing wrong, for example, there's nothing wrong in eating food. Absolutely nothing wrong in that. But what was the first temptation he gave to Jesus? If you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. He noticed that Jesus was hungry. He knew that Jesus has been fasting. And he's saying, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Feed yourself. Instead of living this kind of life over here for God, why don't you just take a notch down and live a good life, a comfortable life? And perhaps there may be people like that in your, in your life that you're, you're desiring to go after God with everything that you are and they try and pull you back. It doesn't take all of that. You know, you're, you're too radical. You know, it's too much. You know, you can't have all these things. 
No. Go after God with everything. Go after God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole mind. Go after him with everything that you have. The scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Do not settle for a life of just, well, it's just about me and everything. No, go after him with everything that you have. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not your own, his righteousness and all these things that the world is chasing after will be added onto you. Something that is added onto you is not your identity. The world chases after these things because they think that these things are their identity. The status is their identity. The relationship is their identity. The home is their identity. The car is their identity. Their ethnicity is their, is their identity. Whether I'm black, whether I'm white, I'm fighting for my rights. All these things, they see that as their identity. But when you go after the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things that the world chases after gets added onto you. So even if you lose those things, you don't lose him because you have Jesus, who is the light of the world. So I just want to encourage you today to step out in faith and go where God has called you to go. doesn't matter if people hate you there. It doesn't matter if people feel some type of way about you. Remember what Jesus said. He says, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. Because he sees, that's the key word there. He sees the light of this world. His eyes are fixed on the light of the world, which is Jesus. As long as Peter was looking upon Jesus, he was walking on the sea. As long as he looked upon him, he was walking on the sea. The minute he took his eyes off of him and he started paying attention to everything that was going on around, he began to sink. The minute you take your eyes off of Jesus, you begin, to, you begin to walk in offense. You begin to remember this person said this to me. This person did this to me. This person did that to me. And now you now begin to walk according to your feelings rather than according to the word of God. Remember, let your feelings be subject to the word. Don't let the word be subject to your feelings. So I pray that this blesses you. I pray that this strengthens you. And I pray that as you, as you go off into this week, that your eyes will be fixed and, and, and looking upon him who is the author and finisher of your faith. God bless you. I love you. And until next time, stay safe.